Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave. I am the worship pastor at Compass Point. And today with me for our last episode before we take our summer break is Pastor Chris Heiss. How are you doing, Chris? We're doing great, Dave. How are you today? I'm doing all right. Uh, I am excited to be able to uh, have this conversation with you. We're wrapping up our series that we're calling Reentry, which has been a lot of fun, uh, talking a little bit about community today. Uh, I'm also looking forward to the summer. I mean, some some different things coming. Um, we actually have a different, uh, we're not doing this podcast, but we've got something else coming in. I'll give you a little more information about that at the end of our time. But why don't you give me a recap from Sunday, Chris? Tell me a little bit about what what you were talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this whole series, you know, we've been talking about trying to think about our reentry into our lives uh, in the post-pandemic period. And so, you know, we spent some time uh, talking about a few different things, but this Sunday we uh, kind of tied it all together by talking about the idea of community and how being in community is just an integral part to our lives, to our transformation, um, and how we maybe need to be thinking about um, the communities that we're going to engage in post-pandemic, you know, whether those have changed at all, whether there's some things we're going to be continuing, and recognize that we only have so much time, we only have so much emotional energy, and we want to be, you know, digging into communities that are kind of priorities for us uh, to help us grow in our faith. Um, and so we spent some time talking about that. We looked at uh, some things out of Ephesians 4, and then uh, encouraged people to take some time to ask some questions around their community and kind of their desires around community and where they see themselves in the coming months. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. And you, you had so many good little bits uh, throughout the sermon. I, I, just kept grabbing little things and being like, oh, that's good. I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about that. Um, I mean, Ephesians 4 was this great passage that kind of rooted us in the importance of community. We talked about unity and service and maturity and these things that community do in us. Uh, and then you talked about different kind of spheres of community, uh, which I thought was really helpful and uh, talked about, you, you specifically talked about digital community, which I know um, is an important thing, but especially coming out of COVID, I like, I really like the way that you put that kind of beside other spheres of community, um, the way it interacts, the way we think about it. So I think we've got we've got some great stuff to talk about. Uh, first question I have for you, Chris, as you were prepping the sermon this week, is there is there anything that you left behind, anything you didn't give us on Sunday that you thought might be a fun tidbit or a, a little added bonus or something that just didn't quite make the cut that would be helpful for people? Uh, yeah. Something maybe you didn't go into quite as deep? Yeah, sure. Well, I think... Um now, I think one of the things that we we could have talked about more actually was the idea of how um, you know our digital communities are having a significant impact right now. Um, you know, I tried mm. to touch on that a little bit, but you know, as I was you know doing the research and reading through some of these things about our digital communities and how loneliness has impacted the digital space, it's become really clear to me that some of the division, some of the tension, some of the extremism that we're seeing play out in our culture right before our eyes. Um, could be at least in part fueled by you know this loneliness that we're feeling, this lack of community that we're feeling. Uh, so you heard me talk about that a little bit. I referenced uh, yeah. an article that, that Tim Keller wrote, which was actually a response to a book. But this idea that so many people who are feeling um, loneliness and despair, you know, looking for a place of belonging, you know, will find those places online, but find them rallying around things that um, they share a mutual hate for as opposed to things that they share a mutual love for. Yeah. Um, and there's a sense that in doing that, um, you know, we see kind of those dialogues online where people are screaming and yelling at each other. And what was fascinating to me is it talked about how, you know, so many people, they, they actually attack their own moderates. So like mm. they, they, in an attempt to kind of 
yeah. to eliminate the the conversation in the middle, um, they attack their own their own moderates, you know, to kind of reinforce their position around what they hate. So, um, and, and the reason why this happens, whether we know we're doing it or not, is because if we can eliminate that middle ground of conversation, um, you know, we no longer have to admit that there's different views, that there's different ideas. It's either moral right. or immoral. It's wrong or right. Mm-hmm. And so what we end up doing is kind of forcing ourselves into these different, you know, pseudo communities, um, but really that are built around this idea of hate. And that's totally oppositional to, you know, what Paul was talking about, certainly what Jesus was talking about. Um, and it has the appearance of community, but really it's not community at all. And so as the church, you know, I think we have the opportunity to be a place where, you know, we can create a community with people coming with immense differences um, and coming in and, and sharing a bond in Christ, which is just amazing. And actually, if, if I'm honest, it's taking me some time to really think through that and what those implications yeah. are going to be for us. Yeah. And it's hard work too, right? Like even when you were talking about unity and service and maturity, um, none of those things sound quite as easy as posting on Facebook to me, right? <laughs> like n- none of them sound quite as easy as going and watching a YouTube video or, or uh, even just hanging out with my friends in the backyard, right? Like it, it there is um, kind of the depth of community we need to push back against loneliness requires something of us. Um, and I, I, I wonder if that's one of the challenges is that people just think, oh, it's, it's too much. I read a, a fascinating Carrie Newhoff article. Uh, it was about it was, it was on Carrie's blog, I should say, and it was about how churches need to be doing a better job me- reaching um, Gen Zs, uh, and it was written by a Gen Z member of his team, and one of the fascinating parts of, of it for me is there was this complete confession midway through, you know, understand that we are on our phones 100% of the time. We know we shouldn't be. We know it's bad. We've read all the articles. We know the damage it does to us and the way that online community doesn't help us. But it's too give, good to give up. We're not going to do it. And I just found that really fascinating. Kind of this like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really bad for us. It's ruining everything. It's ruining our mental health. And yet we're not doing it. And I, I feel like that's often uh, our response to these kind of community things. I know I need to do it, but I'm just not going to. Uh, what, yeah. what would you say to that? How do we, how do we push back on that one? Well, I think that's a great question. I think that's true for all change. You know, unless we can, you know, um, kind of foresee and a kind of radical benefit for our lives, it's very difficult to begin to make changes. And so that's where I think this whole series really comes together. Uh, we, mm. we have to take each part of it and think about it as one unit because, yeah. you know, when we talk about, you know, eliminating hurry, remember, we didn't say hurry was about productivity or just being busy, but hurry is actually just speeding things up to a pace that's unsustainable and really you know, unhelpful, and unfulfilling. So my relationships are sped up uh, to, to such a degree that really no one's benefiting from it. You know, I'm speeding mm-hmm. up my mind and my body to a way that's detrimental for me and detrimental for my relationship with Christ. So, you know, that whole idea really blends it with the idea of, you know, we talked about rule of life or this idea of setting up, you know, a rhythm of practices that are going to help right. us to experience God, to welcome Jesus and respond to him. And I think the same thing is, is true with communities. That all ties together. Um, so for those of us that are saying, well, you know, man, it's just too hard to make these changes or whatever. I think we start slow. We start incrementally, but we realize that all of this stuff, the elimination of hurry in our lives, the um, adoption of community in our lives, you know, the, the welcoming of Jesus in our lives is all connected to our rule of life. It's, right. it's all about, you know, the, the rhythms that we enter into 
and that we practice you know daily and weekly and so there is a sense where we are apprenticing ourselves we're apprenticing ourselves mm -hmm. to jesus looking at what he's modeled um and yeah sometimes we just have to do something before we can start to recognize the benefits of it right um, and so i think that you know that's what that's why i've encouraged people you know to, to think about maybe just one one practice or one small change yeah uh, because doing it all at once is impossible yeah. Now, I, you and I could talk uh, for more than the time we've got here around some of the kind of philosophy and why this is happening and what we can do about it. But I, I want to turn the conversation now to be a little more practical. Um, I want to hear from you, and and maybe I can jump in a little too. But Chris, as you think about community, uh, and you asked us a bunch of questions on Sunday to kind of consider what we have been doing, what we want to do, what these spheres will look like in our life in this new normal, um, what what are you wrestling through uh, as an individual, as a family? What kind of tensions? How are you going to and hoping to engage with community in this new normal ahead? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, you know, I would think even pre-pandemic, um, I'm an introverted person. Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of, you know, people are sometimes surprised, I think, when they when I talk about this because, you know, I can have a kind of a bubbly persona, you know, when I'm interacting with people whether it's at church or whatever, but yeah. you know, I do tend to like to kind of be by myself and I'm a little bit withdrawn. Um, so engaging in community is actually uh, challenging sometimes um, yeah. because I'm slow to kind of build trust, slow to build relationships. And um, so I think that can be difficult. So already in, in my life and in the life of my family, it's amazing how, you know, the personality of us as parents, you know, also has implications for our kids and our rhythms and all those things that we do. And so, you know, I think one of the things that we've identified in our lives is we would love to um, have more authentic time shared with, you know, our friends, you know, our, our people from our church, for instance, you know, things like that, where we can actually sit down together and talk about mm -hmm. real issues of life and faith and experience that together. Um, and we want that for our children. We want to see them, you know, spending lots of time with people. Yeah. Um, you know, feeling like they're being encouraged, they're being supported, they're finding connectedness, and especially you know, people that they can, you know, share the journey of faith with as well. The pandemic has done nothing but make that harder. You know, we yeah. talked about that a bit on Sunday, right? It's just increased, you know, of course, we've been isolated if we've been following uh, any of the government restrictions, but there's also this sense of fear and stress and anxiety. Um, there's a, our energy reserves are completely used up. And so, um, you know, I know I'm finding personally that even some of the more basic connections are more difficult than they were before, because I'm just just feeling exhausted and it's kind of one of those unexplainable exhaustions that I'm not really sure why, but you know, yep. I can only assume that it's related to this constant, this higher level of stress we've been living at for the last 16 months. So I think, so I think heading into this new season, I think along with all the rest of you that are considering how you're going to, um, you know, include community, I think that's something for us too. You just, we want to be having time face to face with, you know, a few other people, particularly for us, it's other families really. Um, that we want to share our lives with. Um, and we would love to, you know, see other families from the church maybe considering if that might be right for them as well. Okay. Um, now, before this series on uh, reentry, we did a series on mission, right? And, and yeah. community is a huge part. Obviously, being missional, sharing, sharing a taste of the kingdom with people uh, requires us to be in relationship in community. Uh, so how do we, how do we, deal with this, I, I want to call it attention even, uh, between, you know, I, 
there's a strong calling for me to be out in my community and connecting with people and and finding these good ways to have relationship and you know maybe throwing backyard barbecues or or chatting on the schoolyard or spending time with people at the park like whatever it is but also there's this christian call to community that requires uh, unity and service alongside other people and for other people uh, and maturity, which takes um, a, a different kind of intentionality, uh, both of which can be kind of intense. How do you how do you balance those things? How do you find the right things, even at our church, right? I mean, pre-pandemic, pre-COVID, uh, there were lots of options, right? So there's there's midweek stuff, there's small groups, there's special events and conferences and stuff we ran on the weekends, there's CR, there's women's ministry, there's North of 50, there's volunteering on Sunday morning, there's volunteering at stuff throughout the week, like being a youth leader. Like there's lots of options and lots of opportunities for community. How do you know what to say yes to and what to say no to? And then maybe give me a little hint going forward, Chris, what is it we as Compass Point are hoping this could look like? in this yeah. new normal? Yeah, it's a good question. Actually, I wrestled with that, you know, the whole week as I was preparing, because I knew that this tension was going to exist between yeah. you know, kind of limiting ourselves, focusing our relationships, and yet we're being called to be open to interruptions and opportunities and, and mission. And, um, you know, I think that's unique to every person. But what I would say is that there's a couple of things that we really need to keep in mind. Mm. Number one, again, and, I, and I, I don't mean to harp on this, but going back to these these daily and weekly rhythms, um, you know, as, as we build you know, a, a rule of life or, a, or a, a set of practices and rhythms in our lives, you know, over time, you know, we should be seeing that there are um, kind of Christian community pieces in that, in those rhythms and that there are missional pieces in those rhythms. Okay. Um, again, because we're looking at the life of Jesus, the way of Jesus as the example of how we want to live our lives. And we're including that. So, you know, yeah, you might not add all of that all at once. Um, but, um, you're going to be looking. That is what we're working towards, and so I think uh, as we do that, it may mean doing um, you know less volume of things. You know, if you know what I mean, like yeah. not spreading ourselves out quite as thin. You know, maybe we're focusing on a few relationships. I don't know if you've ever seen. There's like a video that's been around for years. I think it's like a Stephen Covey thing, and it talks about productivity. And hmm. you know, they have a big glass jar and they fill it with all the little tasks, and that's the sand. And then the next thing is like the medium tasks or whatever, the less, you know, um, less urgent things. And that's like, you know, big pieces of gravel. And then they take like the really important primary tasks and they're huge rocks and they try to put them in the jar and they don't fit because the jar right. is completely full of the sand and the gravel. But then they flip it around and they put the big priority things in first and then they put mm. the gravel in and the sand in and it kind of sifts down and fills around the rocks and fills the holes. Um, and I think that's true with our community as well. I think there's a sense where we need to go through an exercise of, you know, identifying primary communities that we want to be a part of, identifying primary missional things we want to be a part of, putting those big things in the jar, and then recognizing that there's still going to be other important relationships. There's still going to be other interruptions and opportunities that come up for mission. And those things are going to, you know, fill in the cracks and the gaps. Yep. So it's just more about intentionality than anything else. And I would say, too, that... You know, when we're building a rule of life like that and we're being intentional, a super important piece of that process and something I'm still figuring out in my own life, but I hope it's come through in the messages because I've really tried to, to stress it all three weeks, is that we have to go to God. Yeah. We have to invite the Holy Spirit to lead us. You know, we have thousands of different practices and rhythms and relationships that we can choose to be a part of, and many of them are going to feel great and important. 
And, you know, I think that our, our job is to go before God with these lists of things and these ideas and these hopes and dreams and even our desires. Ruth Haley Barton talks a lot about desire, and I, mm. I've really been thinking about that lately. That, yes, sometimes we have negative desires, but we also have deep desires that are God-given. When we bring those things before God, he helps to, you know, elevate those things that he wants us to pursue the Holy Spirit then, you know, leads us into those things. So I think that's really important. The other thing I would say just about that as well is that, you know, even if you read in Ephesians chapter 4, this really comes through, but there's a sense that the the church together with the diversity of who we are, our personalities, our our God-given abilities and gifts, Mm -hmm. we are on mission together. So it's not for one person to do it all. Um, You know, it's actually um, for us to, to work together and sharing um, you know, kind of our uniqueness that we're able to, you know, fully engage in both community and mission. And so there's a sense that, you know, where one person's, you know, you know, abilities kind of end, another person's begin. And I think we need to celebrate that more and recognize that more for us to be able to accomplish these things that's God, that God's laid before us. Okay. Do you have any hints for us as to what those big rocks might be or, or could look like? Like, I know, uh, again, the, like you've just said that the tension in this is that we're all wired differently and we all have different life uh, experiences. You and I, uh, I mean, you and I have some differences in the way that our lives run, but, but even we're different than a retired couple or, or a a millennial who's living on their own in a downtown apartment or like there's, there's all kinds of different things here, but what in the community realm what are some of those big rocks and those things we should be thinking of in our rule of life as the pieces we want to make sure we get the rhythms right for in this new normal? Yeah, um, it's a great question. I mean, for me, uh, church and household are number one and two. Okay. I'm, I'm, and not necessarily in that order, but I'm just saying, like, I, I think that those are the top two things we need to consider. So, you know, when I'm reflecting on my community, I need to think about my church. You know, this is the expression of Jesus Christ in my community. Mm-hmm. So it's the opportunity for me to come to, you know, we talk, talk about a shared table experience of so coming together with, you know, all kinds of different people who think differently and have different backgrounds and, and under the bond of Christ, serving one another and serving our community. And so, you know, for me, that is a place of, you know, weekly rhythm. And so yeah. that's a community that I want to consider, you know, how am I participating in that community? How am I participating towards unity and service and maturity mm-hmm. and how is that community community speaking into my life and how am I allowing them to speak into my life and what are the rhythms that I'm going to be involved in? am I going to you know attend every week am I going to attend every week and also you know meet in some kind of a small group expression am I going to be serving in some way so I think I want to ask those questions and kind of lay that down as a big rock yeah um, and then my household um, you know many of us are either living with families or you know living in households with multiple people um and so I want to be thinking about, you know, how am I going to engage with my household? Because again, that's a place where, you know, I'm going to be with people maybe daily. So that's going to have a big impact on yeah. my rhythms. How are we going to pursue Christ together? Um, you know, what kind of rhythms are we going to have individually and together as a household? They're going to welcome Jesus and respond to him. And what's our pace going to be like? And, you know, how are we going to, um, you know, maybe eliminate some of the hurry in our kind of household experience? So I think those are the, the mm. top two things I'd be considering when I'm starting to lay down some of these bigger rocks. Um, and then we got to look at those other things that I mentioned after that, you know, start looking at yep. some of those those Christian friendships, those spiritual friends. Um, start looking at, um, you know, our missional community. Start looking at our digital space. Um, you know, all those, all those different things. 
and then you know starting to layer them in as well so that that would be my approach would be kind of starting there and then and then going after that yeah i think that's really really wise um i think you've given us lots to consider and lots to uh yeah, even those questions you were giving us and this whole idea of everything being spirit-initiated and led by the spirit, um, it's hard and it, it takes a bit of work, but I think it is incredibly rewarding and incredibly good. And we do have this really unique opportunity right now to reset things, to find a new normal um, that I, I don't think will be afforded us often. Um, so I would I would just encourage uh, you, our listeners, to to lean in and think about, especially church and household uh, and community and what that means and and what it's going to look like to have intentional community in this season going forward. Chris, we are out of time. Any any brief closing thoughts for us? Hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I just think that, um, you know, this idea of community has become somewhat out of vogue, you know, in our culture. Hmm. And, and I'm not sure we've totally realize that it has i think there's a lot of kind of pseudo communities online communities or you know kind of acquaintances um you know maybe that we know and things like that um but i think there's a sense where we need to you know revisit this idea of community um even even in my life you know i know a lot of people and and i and i'm glad to know those people but the depth of those relationships isn't always um something that's really making my life richer or theirs yeah um, and so I think as a, as Christians, you know, we're called to be different than the culture around us. And even though in our modern world, you know, individualism is, is really king. Uh, I think there's a sense where Jesus calls us to something different, something where we lay down our lives for one another. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've already talked in this podcast about how uh, challenging and uncomfortable that could be. Um, but I think with God's help, that's the kind of stuff that we want to strive towards. And that would be the thing that makes us unique and different and stand out from everything else that's going on around us. So uh, I hope that we can begin to pursue that together as we think more about, um, you know, what what a rule of life and, and kind of what spiritual formation looks like in our church. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Chris. Uh, I've so appreciated this series and the time and effort you've put into it. Um, Listeners, if you have questions, uh, I want to say reach out, but Chris is going to be on vacation for a couple weeks right now, so don't expect an answer immediately, or if you want something, reach out to me, reach out to Paul or Brad, we would love to be able to dialogue with you. Um, And we're going to keep talking about these things, this idea of rule of life, uh, these rhythms, this, this, the importance of community and doing life together, mission, encountering God, being spirit led. Uh, These are going to become themes. And I think things that we're going to revisit time and time again. Uh, And this season of Postscript is wrapping. We are going to be taking a little break over the summer uh, from this, from our, our, daily discussions, although I would encourage you, maybe maybe find that community and have these conversations, wrestle with the things that you hear on Sunday morning. Uh, we're going to be diving into the book of Exodus this summer, and uh, normally through the summer we do a reading plan, and this summer we actually are going to be doing it a little bit differently. You're going to hear more about it this week, but we're going to do a daily podcast, uh, little brief devotionals for us to kind of chew on each day as we read through this book together. So I would encourage you, uh, keep an eye on our social media, on the Compass Point e-news, which you can sign up for on our website, and you will get more information there about that and be able to journey with us this summer through that. Well, uh, thank you so much for being here. Chris, thank you again for uh, the time and effort you've put in and uh, your wonderful thoughts. We will talk to you later this fall here on Postscript. Postscript.